everybody. Welcome to Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics and the law and a lot of things in between. We are gearing up to election day, so much so that we are actually in the election now. I think about 10 million people, as of the recording of this podcast, have voted. And we're going to talk about a really important voting issue today, which is drop boxes and fake ballot drop boxes. Might not sound that sexy. Super important. Welcome to the show's co-host, Joe Armstrong. Hey, Jessica. My ballot is on my coffee table. Where is your ballot? Have you sent yours in yet? My ballot is in an official drop box in Los Angeles, or it's at the county registrar. I am one of those people who used a drop box. Uh, We went as a family. And so my ballot is gone. We just have my parents and my husband left to vote. So speaking of official drop boxes, let's talk about the subject of our conversation today, which is a story that broke over the weekend here in Southern California, which is very real and official-looking fake ballot drop-off boxes. Now, I read several different news articles from several different news sources showing that these boxes have popped up in front of gun shops, political party offices, some retail locations, some gyms, and at least one church. So... Uh, you know, we'll we'll tell you at the end of this where to find official drop boxes. But what is going on here, Jessica? What is the deal with these? What is going on in the crazy circus that is the 2020 election? Did you think that you could have one more kind of funhouse moment, one more moment where we're looking through a mirror and it distorts everything? And the answer is yes, you can because now we have these uh, fake official ballot drop boxes or new ballot drop boxes, and so. Let's kind of lay the framework for the listeners. There are different ways that people can return their ballots. So you can go into a polling place. You can, in some cases, go into that polling place early. You don't have to wait until Election Day. You can return your ballot by the mail, by the USPS. You can go to an official Dropbox. Or in California and some other states, you can designate somebody who turns that ballot in for you. Now, of course, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, there's a lot more vote-by-mail ballots than there used to be. So people are using the kind of last three options more. Now, as you said, there are these unofficial ballot drop boxes, apparently sponsored by the California GOP. And there are some legal and political issues that you and I want to talk about. Indeed, we do. And the officials who run our state, California Secretary of State Alex Padilla and Attorney General Javier Becerra, are on to this. They were made aware of these ballot boxes over the weekend. News got to them in relatively short order. They held a joint press conference saying that they sent a cease and desist order to the California GOP and its chapters, and they're instructing the party to have the boxes removed by Thursday. Now, do some simple math. Now, with Thursday, that's four days, and there are what? Three weeks left in this election cycle, four days is a significant percentage of that. So this is not this is not a small deal, you know, to have them removed by Thursday. Hopefully they comply with that. And to, there is something that I've read about. I didn't know this existed. I will tip my hand in terms of that. In California, uh, our, our former governor, Jerry Brown, signed a law in 2016 about something called ballot harvesting, which although being a triggering word for some people and maybe a, a bad name for something like that or a poorly chosen name, ballot collection and ballot harvesting allow in the state of California a person who doesn't have to be their family member, which was the precedent before that, to sign a ballot. But the person who's voting has to sign a ballot over to another individual 
who subsequently pledges to turn that into election officials within 72 hours. And it seems like the California GOP are making a play that if we can do that, why can't we just put up a ballot box of our own and collect our own ballots? It seems like just a dip to them. It seems like a different version of ballot harvesting. That's exactly right. And ballot harvesting, as you said, it's a pejorative term to refer to this practice. And what the California GOP has really railed against is the practice of ballot harvesting. So first they said, we absolutely do not want this practice. Then when it was clear that it was coming to California in a much greater sense, meaning not just household members, then they actually tried to use the process without that much success. Now we see them making a, I would say, stretch of a legal argument, which is, well, if ballot harvesting is okay, then the official response has gone something like, you know, why isn't just using a filing cabinet okay? What's the difference between a backpack or a knapsack and a filing cabinet? If it's always going to be somebody else returning that voter's ballot, you know, isn't this just kind of a distinction without a difference? And my response to that would be, legally, no, it's not, because it's still the voter's decision to make which method they want to use to vote. So, for instance, it's the voter's decision when they decide to use an official ballot drop box, they do not think that they're just designating a private individual or group to drop off their ballot. They think they are using an official mechanism, an official route. Same thing if you're, you know, deciding between going to the polls or vote by mail. It's your choice as the voter. And so it's almost akin to like if a mail carrier picked up your ballot and then said, you know, I'm just really tired today. I think I'm going to hand this over to my friend and my friend will make sure that all the mail that I picked up today that are ballots gets to the right place. That's just not how the chain of custody is supposed to work. That's not how we're supposed to treat ballots, which again, we should treat really as being very important to our process. And um, it's Again, it robs the voter of their choice as to which route they want to use to vote. Yeah, and I think an important distinction here, right? You could make that case, sure, okay, it's just a different way to get the ballots in. But an important distinction is that these unofficial ballot boxes have signs on them that say official ballot box. And there's photographs of that. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them in the news articles about this subject. But speak to that a little bit. If, it, 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 if it's not an official ballot box and it says an official ballot box and the secretary of state said, hey, don't do that, get rid of those, that is a violation of the law, is it not? It is indeed. That would be illegal. So yes, I've been hearing reports that there are both ballot boxes that are masquerading as official ballot drop boxes where somebody's basically printed out on their home printer and slapped on a label that says official ballot drop box, when in fact it's not. That is not legal. And then I've seen reports that in other cases, it doesn't use that word official. It just says, you know, here's where we can collect your ballots. So that is a bit different. Of course, you can't claim that a Dropbox is official when it's not. But I think it all falls within this rubric of trying to basically achieve twin goals of using the ballot harvesting process now for their benefit, which there's nothing wrong with that if there's something that's legal. But also kind of pushing the lines 
past the legal limits to show that there really is something that we shouldn't trust about our voting processes, that see, we've told you all along, our voting systems lack integrity. And now look at what's happening. And so we know, based on Joe, you and I talking to people who specialize in campaign disinformation and misinformation, that you can suppress voter turnout on a larger scale just by sowing seeds of chaos. And one can understand as a voter, you're sitting down at your kitchen table, what are you left with? It's a pandemic. You don't want to go to the polls. So, okay, you'll send your ballot in, but you keep reading that there's something wrong with the U.S. Postal Service and you can't really trust it. It's too slow. Okay, so you'll use an official ballot Dropbox, but now you're reading that they're not all to be trusted. And this kind of chaos and confusion, I worry very much will lead to depressed voter turnout. Even if it's just a little, that's a little too much. Yeah, and it's worthy of note, I think, to reiterate that the California GOP, their official position is that they support ballot harvesting. So that kind of muddies the waters even more. To speak to your chaos point, the California GOP has openly promoted the use of these unofficial boxes. You can go on Twitter and see the things they've posted on there. Now, to me, when we get to this chaos part of this conversation, it really just seems like it's the California GOP wagging the dog on voter fraud. So here we have a situation where they say, you know, the, the, the Republicans will say, well, there's voter fraud. And then the data shows again and again that it's st- statistically insignificant. It's not really anything that has an effect on elections. So they've now committed voter fraud so that they can then stand back and say, look, there's voter fraud sowing additional, di- you know, additional chaos into the system. Yeah, I, I hate to say that I think that's what's going on, but I do think that that's what's going on. It's exactly how you described. And I know that listeners, it might make it sound like we are partisans. And I can speak for both of us when I say we would be saying the same thing if it were Democrats trying to muddy the waters of our electoral processes. If it were Democrats saying you can't trust the system, there's something nefarious, there's something corrupt, it's filled with fraud, and then essentially engaging in practices that make that true. I mean, all of these restrictions that the GOP has tried to put in place voter ID laws, restrictions on how easy it is to register to vote, to get a vote by mail ballot, to return a vote by mail ballot. The GOP says in all circumstances, they're just trying to prevent fraud and uphold the integrity of our voting systems. But these are really solutions in search of problems. And now it's almost like the GOP is creating the problems to support their solutions. And I just so worry about this in the middle of October in such an important election. Of course, it's not just the presidential election. There's a lot of really, really vital down-ballot elections. And I worry about voters just kind of throwing up their hands and saying, I don't know what to do. It looks like I can't trust the processes. And we know that, not to sound hyperbolic, but that is how you have a breakdown in representative democracy when people stop taking part in it. Yes, speaking personally, I agree with you, regardless of political affiliation or lack thereof, I want this process to be a fair process. I want everyone to play by the same previously agreed upon rules so that we can then establish a winner fairly. It seems like that should be an essential element of the most basic part of representative democracy in our country. And we would be remiss at this point in our podcast if we didn't tell everyone where to go to find actual official ballot box drop-off locations. So I'm going to give you that now. Get your pen. 
Uh, you know, I know all of you are sitting at home in front of your giant radio, eagerly anticipating every <laughs> every coming syllable out of our mouths. But uh, this is pretty simple, and there's a, there's, a, there's a joke built into here too. So it's uh, your usual www, as David Letterman used to say, SOS dot ca dot gov and then from there you can click through and find voting locations it's very very simple even a child could do it someone over 18 preferably but the sos i got a chuckle out of that because initially i was like why is it sos and i'm thinking save our ship no 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 secretary of state dot ca dot gov so the joke's on me <laughs> and on our listeners i would also add that when you get your voter guide and your official ballot it will list official ballot drop boxes. And so absolutely go to the website that Joe just gave us. And it's actually in our ballots as well, where you can flip open and see. One thing to look at is these official ballot drop boxes are typically on government property, recreation center, city hall, a library, and they look a certain way. And I do worry that we're putting so much responsibility, new responsibility on voters. We're saying in states where you have to ask for a vote by mail ballot, ask for that ballot, fill it in early because you might not be able to trust the Postal Service, and now check to make sure that the thing that says official Dropbox really is an official ballot Dropbox. It's a lot to ask of people. And I will just say it's worth it. And we have seen the lines in early voting in a number of states. Joe, I know you've seen them too. And people are eagerly taking part in the process. And I hope they continue to despite the chaos and confusion uh, that's happening as a result of this recent practice. Yeah, no matter where you are, no matter which state in which you collect mail and which state you pay taxes, participate in your democracy. I'm sure every single state has got websites. Every single state's got information about what the rules are. Maybe they should be more simplified and be more streamlined and more like each other, but they just aren't that way. It's handled by the states. So wherever you are, look it up and participate. Get out there. Vote. Regardless of where you vote or how you vote, make sure you vote. Passing Judgment co-host Joe Armstrong, thank you as always. There are a lot of political and legal issues that we are going to be covering as we inch towards November 3rd. And then probably after that, quick reminder to our very educated listeners, don't expect an outcome on election night. There could be something called the red mirage where it looks good for Republicans on election night. But then as more and more vote by mail ballots are counted, could start to shift to something called the blue shift and look better for Democrats. I think we're going to do a whole episode on that phenomenon, but please don't feel that something nefarious is happening. In fact, it's just county registrars and secretaries of state carefully counting ballots. It's not corruption. It's not fraud. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And <laughs> I think we all know where we can find Joe Armstrong, a musician, the show's co-host at In Depth Day. You can find me on Twitter at Levinson Jessica, the show on Twitter at Past Judgment Pod, and we will see you next time.